1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Good afternoon. At the tone, Pacific Day Lifetime will be it's five o'clock five o'clock
3: one step closer to my own personal health
2: this is prime time on sports radio 1080 the fan we expect the best we're not afraid to break someone do you hear me prime time is your source for the best in local regional and national sports
3: go ahead and clap Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac
2: Rod, I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sicanik. I'm a dude. Laying a dude. Disguised as another dude. Prime time on 1080. The Fan.
4: All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Wednesday. Nice little day out there. Sunny. A little chilly. But I can deal with it. But sunny. No rain. No. It's good sweatshirt weather. That's right. It is Isaac. That is me. Big Souk. Jason,
5: right over there. Yeah, we've pissed off gun guys, so just be careful. Why Second, should I be careful? Well, Second Amendment guy, dude. He's coming after you. I don't care about Second Amendment guy. Well, you should. He can
4: bite my crank. How about that? <laughs> and by the way, a Second Amendment guy was coming at you, not me, because they know where I stand. They don't care about me. It's you that they, they desperately... i got to tell you something about our listeners. They're great. I
5: just like that you said that during the Hot Five at Five. That oh, that, we haven't
4: started the Hot Five yet. that, that is, I'm sure the boss is
5: thrilled Ah,
4: whatever. Who cares about him? I don't think he's listening. Who cares about Gun-guy? Who cares about the boss? Let's talk about you. <laughs>
5: Let's talk about me.
4: Our listeners really want you to be um conservative. Yeah. And it really bothers them that you're not because you look conservative yeah. and you and you grew up Mormon. Yes. And so they really have a hard time that you're actually fairly enlightened and smart and over time and I and I use that word fairly. Look, I, I double fairly. You know, fairly smart lot, and lot enlightened of quotation marks. You know, that uh you are not conservative like they, they want. They want you to be an insurrectionist. They, yeah. they they desperately want you to be that and you're just not. Yeah. And you were just called by gun guy, <laughs> uh second amendment guy. Yeah. Uh, a liberal Mormon, yeah. and he says being Second Amendment guy, yeah. and I think you called him angry Second Amendment guy, yeah. is
5: better than being a liberal Mormon. <laughs> so in your face, I just love that gun guy in your I, face. I own guns more than one, but it's not enough. Is it's not enough? you can't be a gun owner and be like, yeah, man, I'm for responsible gun laws. No, my favorite you have is to be uh, all or
4: nothing. My favorite thing now is. Um, whether it's guns or politics, it doesn't right. matter what it is. Yeah. If you say something that they disagree with, yeah. you don't know s about that. No. They're the enlightened <laughs> ones. <laughs> I'm the enlightened one. You're an idiot. Stick to sports.
5: We did get sick. St- although, when we stick to sports, then that guy's going to yell at me and say, I don't know what I'm talking about there. So right. I can't win. You just can't win. am sorry. Sorry. By the way, I'm working on being better. I can't make any promises, but God willing and the Second Amendment willing, and Drew Eubanks, Willie, and fingers crossed. I'm going to get one of these things right very, very soon.
4: Also, as I, 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 you know, the stick to sports thing comes up from time to time, and I always like to say, uh, and this is an important point that uh, the stick to sports um, retort to mm-hmm. us yeah. is really one of the more laughable. Um, <laughs> Responses. Responses. Yeah. Because all you project by saying stick to sports is fear that your old antiquated ideas are under attack and you have
5: no real retort. Yeah. It's like. right. It It's it, it's just like. Become enlightened and get on board with the bum voyage. Man, you're hey, living in the past. We're living in the here and now. This? Convince
4: me. Don't just tell me to stick to sports. Hey, maybe I am gun guy. I don't even know it. Let's talk.
5: Well, uh, no. Yeah, you know, you'll be no. careful with that. You're going, to sh- you're going to show up and my neighbor, the 3%er guy, is going to be waiting for you with a shotgun in the parking lot. So it's
4: just, it's like an old, <laughs> tired, tired battle cry. Stick to sports! Because you have nothing else to, to, to like, you have no other points. So stick to sports, bitch. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to. This no. whole hour will be about guns. <laughs>
5: this is going to be enthralled. I,
4: I want to go on KXL. I want to be a... I'm gonna. It's gonna be uh, me and uh, Lars
5: first, or is it First Amendment Friday or whatever? I, I think know. naysayers you go guys, to the front of the line. <laughs> you man. guys are nailing it. <laughs>
4: yeah, let's go.
5: <laughs> let's bring it. I would love to see you and Lars, and Lars. in some sort of 45 minutes, Dude. no holds barred. Oh my god, I wouldn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> he, sh- he, he, sh- sh- he shouts you him. down like he he doesn't let you talk. Well, he might shoot you. I think he packs heat. I think he's one of those guys that carries one like on his holster, like in a holster, like he's ready to go from the hip. It. He's like wired Earp out there. He is an open carrier. Uh, is,
3: by the way,
4: confirmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. I think he talks about it. I think he's so scared that somebody's going to come at him that.
5: I just think it's a very aggressive accessory, and it's. Like... I just want to remind you, I'm carrying. <laughs> as if,
4: as if, if I call you a jerk, a uh, what? Uh, now I'm going to get shot?
5: There is literally a guy that walks around the old person neighborhood, and he carries an AR-15 slung around his back. That I <laughs> I don't know what neighborhood he lives in well actually I do because it's mine but I want to know what about my neighborhood terrifies I'll text my
4: dad and tell him to stop <laughs>
5: yeah, enough's enough you're making everyone feel uncomfortable for God's sakes um, also for those just real
4: quick for those saying well how would you improve zoo lights people you know people get defensive about zoo lights too oh it's so amazing oh, I think well, I came up with several ideas let me just tell you I went to one in San Diego last year yeah. and they put it out right uh, beyond the centerfield fence at Petco Park, you know where you kind of see that grassy area out there?
5: Yeah, well, I sat out there last time I went to a game.
4: Yeah, out there, they—they they, and it's not a very
5: big area. It's in the stadium, but it's not really. That's right. But it's like you, cheap to go out
4: there. Yeah, you can get in it without being in the stadium, yeah. and they set up a, a zoo lights type thing. Hmm. Not Obviously, it's not a zoo, but they set up a bunch of Christmas lights, and the kids walk around and walk through it, and it was awesome because they had, first of all, they had Christmas vacation uh, or one other big Christmas movie playing, playing on, on the... a big old yeah. huge yeah. thing where people were sitting in a courtyard watching that. There was a ton of food and booze uh, carts that popped up, right? Mm-hmm. And then they had like they had a bunch of uh, Christmas characters. Oh. Like Grinch and, and people dressed up running around. running around for the kids for photo ops. You know I've
5: heard about that. You know what else is great that they do down there? They have it be seventy six degrees, and that well, is well, it was a, cold last year. That's another really really big advantage. It was have. cold, dude. I'm telling you, it was sixty one and slightly windy. I remember. Oh my gosh, I
4: had a stocking cap on. <laughs> wow. And my AR fifteen.
5: How, <laughs> How were the people in San Diego dealing with that? <laughs> Again, a very Jordan's disgust. <laughs> Jordan's like, why have I got? Why am I here?
3: I, what am I gonna, doing? I'm not gonna take a trip down anywhere with you guys. If you ever ask me to go on vacation, that ain't happening. Why? I mean,
5: Jordan's packing heat right now. I think he's he used to work with Wait, Lars Larson. Why did Why did we just get annexed from your vacation plans? Uh, what? That just doesn't What's sound like a
3: fun trip to San Diego. I mean, maybe. well, it's Christmas, dude, and we got little kids and you know? guns.
4: What's well, the problem? And AR-15s.
3: And I'm, still whiskey? In, I'm still okay. The whiskey's good. I'm still in the mode <laughs> of just party and just uh, it, keep right. the kids out of it. Okay. <laughs> zoo Zoolights zoo was the perfect pandemic upper. Like. Uh, opportunity for the family to go hang out in the pandemic activity. Yeah, because it was outside. Exactly, but past that, no value. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Again,
5: Christmas sweaters with lights on the animals, all of a sudden zoo lights, phenomenal. Alright,
4: let's get now to the Hot 5 at 514.
2: Hot topics, hot opinions, Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. Number 5. Number
5: Number 5. And how about this? For zoo lights, every fifth animal gets a gun. You sign a waiver. Oh, so it's like they yeah, hunt you they too. hunt you. I love that. You you sign a waiver, you wear a vest, and look, you don't know which ones, but every fifth animal is indeed armed. <laughs> huh? Huh? Most dangerous game, who's hunting who? I love that. Yeah. Zoo lights. Up. Can, we,
4: can you set up stands and we can just watch it?
5: Absolutely. Hunger Games like style. Like Hunger Games? 100%. Dude, my, I'm making zoo lights better by the minute. Are you kidding me? Remember Tiger Woods? I do. He
4: uh, He is back competitive golf he announces he will play in the hero world challenge in the
5: bahamas december first through fourth hmm. do i know why it's like who, what heroes are we honoring at the hero challenge
4: well him because it's his host tournament and he's, all the proceeds go to his foundation
5: he's calling he, he's starting a, a tournament based around yourself and you call it the hero challenge isn't that a little well i think it's the sponsor Who's the sponsor of the Hero Challenge? Isn't that a little Precious? I think Hero is the sponsor. <laughs> like if you had the Isaac Golf Tournament, you called it the Hero Challenge. Heroes like me are the sponsor. Number four. Mm. I mean, it he's a little, little shaky. Anyway, he's gonna play. All right. Pretty cool. He hasn't
4: heated up since. is uh, he
5: open? Does he get a cart, or is he going full on walking? I
4: don't think he would cart, man. He's too much of a badass. Well, he's carted before when when allowed. Well, he did with that with the kid tournament. Yeah, but he won't. Know. If he's gonna, he's said before. If he plays in the PGA, he ain't dude. He, he ain't no weenie. <laughs> he ain't no liberal limp noodle, right? Is that what they say? I believe someone. Is that did, what they call you? I
5: do believe someone called you a liberal limp noodle.
4: Yeah, that guy's always. He, so he said, "How did R- Ratdale Rock become such a liberal limp noodle?" And I said, "Education." <laughs> so... Fancy book learning. Uh, Mariners do not extend the over twenty million dollar qualifying offer to outfielder Mitch Haniger. Mm. They will still try to keep him. Uh, Jeff Passon reporting. The Mariners are shopping starting pitchers Marco Gonzalez and Chris Flexen.
5: Mm. I'd like to see them bring back Haniger. I know he had an injury uh, kind of real season, but look, I. I For what's out there on the market, and you need every bat you can have, and when healthy, is one of the better ones. So as long as the price tag isn't astronomical, I'm all for bringing him back.
4: Hey, Conference USA signed a new TV deal today, and that doesn't really matter. No. But what is interesting about it is is that uh, they're going to switch their entire slate of October games to midweek evenings beginning next season.
5: Just trying to get some more eyeballs on it.
4: Well, right behind you, you can't see, but Buffalo is playing uh, somebody on the Maction is on tonight. Yeah, and uh, you know they they own Tuesday and Wednesday night. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. so the Conference USA is going to jump in there now.
5: It makes total sense. Like you're not, you know, you're not going to get any eyeballs on you during the during the main parts of the the weekends or even the Thursday night or Friday night. So now, do you know who's in Conference USA? Oh gosh, yeah, that's who's, the next who's left in concert? You got your Tulsa's and you've got—I uh... mm, don't see Tulsa. No, uh, Texas
4: San Antonio is currently leading the league. North Texas, West Western Kentucky, Rice,
5: the Florida International, and Atlantics, Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I kind of—I still get the American. A lot of the American conference now used to be the old conference USA. It's like. Yeah. I think Conference USA right now is the definition of irrelevant. So much for Ime Udoka. The Nets have hired Jacques
4: Vaughn as their permanent coach, replacing the fired Steve Nash.
5: Yeah, it sounds like the blowback they were getting. Basically, the league uh, called up the Nets and were like, hey, knock it off. And a lot of people thought they should have just gone with Vaughn after the bubble anyways, that he had earned the job before they did the weird Steve Nash thing. Rock Chuck.
4: Yeah. Uh, Blazers lead the Hornets 58-53 at the half in Charlotte. No LaMelo Ball or Gordon Hayward for the Hornets, who are 3-8. and eight. Uh, But no Jeremy Grant or Yusuf Nurkic for the uh, Blazers. Damian Lillard leading the way with 14. Drew Eubanks, double-double watch, 12.7 boards. Well, let me just say this. Triple-double watch, 12.7 boards, one assist.
5: MVP, MVP. MVP. You gotta love me some Drew Eubanks.
2: Number one. number one. Number one.
4: Number one. What is number one? Oh. Uh, Josh Allen, Bills quarterback, elbow sprain. They say they're going to limit him in practice, and he could start against the Vikings.
5: Yeah, so I guess this is something that he battled even his rookie year. I, I guess that makes you feel better if you're a Buffalo fan. I mean you're still talking about the UCL, you're talking about some nerve issues going on. So I would assume that if this was something that was potentially, you know, a long term thing, they wouldn't be saying that he's day-to-day. But I, I think if you're a Buffalo fan and all of a sudden that division with two teams in a six and three right behind you and you're playing a seven and one team, I can see where the, the Buffalo factor, the pucker factor for the Bills fan is, is quite tight at this point. And Matt Stafford has been
4: placed in concussion protocol for the Rams. Uh, they don't know whether he'll be able to go against Arizona, but if he doesn't, it's John Wolford time. I don't know if that offense can get any worse, but we're
5: about to find out.
4: Wow. Uh, by the way, did you see Jim Irsay called Bolsh on the idea that they're tanking?
5: Oh, yeah. He's, did you see that? Well, he said he, right, said, he, he would never do that. He, why would he send his boy out to slaughter?
4: Well, he said that 9-7-1 uh, and one gets him in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he says, we don't tank in Indianapolis.
5: No. Well, yes. he lets you know that he was one of the, what, what was he calling it? He kept saying the one weird word. Was it, oh, was he was he saying quadrant? Um, what was he going down? Quartile. Quartile. He was in the upper quartile of the upper quartile teams over the last 20 years. Correct. They don't tank.
4: But isn't that the team that tanked for Andrew Luck?
5: Yes, 100%. That was the suck for luck campaign yeah. where
4: I they went they, with Curtis, Curtis
0: Painter. Painter.
4: <laughs> and it worked. They got Andrew Luck. All right. Let's take an early look at Washington, Oregon when we return. It is 521 on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tell
2: me something good. Mm-hmm. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 tell The Fair. Me, tell me that you love me, yeah.
4: Tell me that you love me right now. Tell
5: I do love you. Good. I love you too. i love you a lot more though if you were armed right now. <laughs> you were like Schultz in there. Schultz. Schultz was cleaning his Glock in there. It was a little uncomfortable. Schultz's got one, like one of those little garter belt guns. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it was kind of hot. His milky white thigh <laughs> with that gunmetal gray against it, boy,
3: it was, it was jaw-dropping. I love you guys, too. And, yeah, you know, if I did carry, I would want it to be something like super uber-concealed. Like there's this like under-the-pants kind of thing where you can pull it out of your clothes, and nobody even, nobody even realizes yeah. it. Under, what is it? Well, so then, in your, dude,
5: under your taint? What do
3: you mean? Under- no, actually, I think it's pretty <laughs> close
4: to it, yeah. Yeah, it's and you can there. pull. You can pull the trigger by
5: just <laughs> clenching your butt cheeks, shoot at somebody. Not that. No, I, oh. want, I want like I want like hey. a crotch thing where I can just unzip and I, whoa, there it is, and it's just ready at all you know, times. I
4: grew up in Kansas, and they still have. I mean, it's guns are everywhere, yeah. right? It's open car- Like you see, the, like you walk into a restaurant, and there's a little um, uh, sticker on the door that is just a picture of a gun. It's like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Well, but what? I, well, my point of saying that is, um, you never saw them. Never saw a gun. Yeah. But you, everybody has one there. You're aware. You, yeah. Everybody knows. It's like a standoff.
5: Hmm. Right. Well, I guess because everybody knows everybody else is armed. But you never saw the guns. That is kind of the idea is that like that the the, the NRA like pumps is that if we all have one, no one will do anything because you can't commit a crime because you know the person sitting next to you is also packing heat. It's very orderly. Right up until someone walks into a crowded theater and then, like, 30 people. And then we just got, like, a crossfire shootout going on.
4: Um, so early look at Washington, Oregon. Do you know they're playing this weekend? I did know. Uh, we do have Dan Lanning tomorrow at 4. We have Joey Harrington Friday at 5.30. So there will be a lot of Washington, Oregon talk ramping up here. But it's wild that we're halfway through the show on Wednesday and we've yet to uh, really get to it. But um, the Huskies have not been to Eugene. Well, no, actually they have. They've been to Eugene one time. Remember that game where they um, they beat Oregon seventy to twenty one. I do remember that. That was the Jake Browning point
5: game, and yeah, I might have been Herbert's freshman. I think it was Herbert's freshman year, and it might have been like his first or second start. Well, since that famous
4: drubbing, and that was at Austin, of course. Yeah. The Huskies have only been to Eugene one time, and that was Browning versus Herbert, and that was that great game where the Ducks won in overtime by freezing the kicker. Do you remember
5: that? I do remember that. Great game. Yeah, like, for whatever reason. That's the last time uh, Washington was in autumn. I do remember that, because that was the one where Washington, it was like a 46-yard field goal, and they had a timeout in time, and they just stopped, and were like, well, we'll just play for whatever hash mark we want, instead of trying to to set up a better kick, and everyone was scratching their head being like, what the hell are you doing?
4: Yeah, the ice team. Yeah. And that was the year they went to the Oregon, I don't remember what bowl it was, that was the year they played Michigan State in that crappy bowl, it was like 7-6 to six or something. Yeah. That's the last time Washington visited Eugene, which is wild.
5: Well, and we had the COVID year, right, where they didn't even play, because Washington got COVID and then Oregon won the, the, the North de facto style. Yeah. Good old Redbox Bowl. I
3: remember that dumpster fire. Yeah, season. the
4: Redbox, but that's what it was. Anyway, would this be the world's first matchup of quarterbacks with last names that include the letter X? Interesting.
5: Yeah, we got Penix and Knicks. Can you think of another one? Uh, I can't think of many quarterbacks with the letter X in their name. So, this is I, that's one of those like we need like ESPN, the, like, the statmonger guy, yeah. to come through with that. I'm, I'm sure someone at Elias has figured that out. But yes, I think that that's probably a very unique thing that we have two starting quarterbacks with X. Well, again, the,
4: X. some of the fun. Uh, elements of the Pac-12 this year is, well, offense. Yes. Bo Nix comes into this game eighth in the country in yards per pass, Mm -hmm. and Michael Penix is first in total yards passing in the country. He's yeah. thrown for more yards than anybody else in the country.
5: They can sling it around him and both teams do pretty good against the run but both and teams struggle against the pass. I would like to point out that this game features
4: the number 102 versus 126 <laughs> pass defense.
5: I, was gonna say. I would like to see both teams just be like ah, there will be no running of the football but I see Oregon. Oregon has run the ball real well on everybody but if, if Washington wants to be in this game um, I, I honestly, think the last thing that you want to do, and I, I know Washington can sling it around, but I don't think you want to get into a shootout. Not at, not at Autzen, not in hostile territory. Um, to me, if you're Washington, I think this is, this is more of an element of, um, try to try to keep Oregon's offense on the sideline. Cause we've seen, we've seen the Washington offense as good as it is. We've seen it be held down. And I'm not saying that Oregon's defense, like you said, is is going to be some sort of juggernaut. But we've yet to see anyone keep Oregon's offense in check, and we have seen that at Washington. So yeah. if I'm in, if I'm a, a Husky, I am not interested in playing a game into the fifties here and say last team that has the ball wins. I I, I think you'll lose that game. Well, the uh, the Ducks,
4: the fewest points they've scored since the Georgia game is 41.
5: Yeah, you know, and the closest thing we've seen is at Washington State. They were moving the ball at will, but then they got into the red zone and and they bowed their back, and that was enough. And then Washington State built that 10, was it a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then they couldn't hold it on or couldn't hold on to that. So, you know, that's another one, too, is if you're Washington, I'm not certain that that stopping Oregon is really the, the goal here. Bemba don't break and force them to to kick field goals. But you look at uh, with Washington, and they haven't been particularly great on the road either. But if you look at them against Cal, they only had 28. Against Oregon State, they had 24. And the rest of it, they've put up a, put up a lot of points. That Arizona State game, they scored 38, but that was the one they fell behind big. Yeah. And then had the, the, they tried to, to frantically rally, and they couldn't. And they ended up losing to a backup quarterback. Uh, Arizona State's quarterback got hurt and that's where I said even on the road they haven't been particularly good. We look at the UCLA game you look at the Arizona State game you look at the Cal game that they escaped and now on the road at Autzen Stadium Washington has to play by far their best game uh, and and not let this road thing bug you because it's been a different team away from Seattle.
4: Yeah so if you're wondering who which past defense is the worst it's actually Oregon's Uh, Washington's is ranked 102nd and Oregon's is 126th. Yeah. So not good. But, and Penix can sling it. So that's why I was was looking at this game through the prism of the spread. You know, it's like 12 or 13. And I just, I don't know, man, because I think Penix can throw a couple late tutties. I think Oregon's better than Washington. Yes. Right? And Washington's going to need to play a great game, a perfect game, and they're going to need some turnovers. You know, we all know, we've seen games like this before, but not to say it can't happen, but uh, as far as the spread, like I could just see Penix like backdoor covering that bitch.
5: Yeah, I feel like this is one of those that, if this was in Seattle, I would feel a lot better about this. And, you know, UW's defense is playing better. They held the Beavs to 262 yards, but I think we know that Oregon State's offense is a little bit different than, than what Oregon's bringing to the table. So I, I, my question here is, Washington is playing better. They're a ranked team. Um, they come in after some some early season blips where you kind of thought that their season was crumbling. How much has Washington improved? Because I, I think it's safe to say that this is by far when you look at at who Washington has played so far, you know n- that Michigan State game seems like a eight million years ago when you know Michigan State thought that you know that they were they were something. Outside of that, their best test has been UCLA, and you know this is this is by far their biggest game here well, with with Washington.
4: When so as Rob Mosley tweeted this. And he he tweeted the pass attempts per sack. Mm -hmm. Get this number. This is nationwide. Pass attempts per sack. Oregon, number one in the country, 296. Yeah.
5: It's arguably the best offensive line in the country.
4: You know who's number two? Washington? Georgia Southern. Do you know how many they have? (laughs) No. 140. (laughs) Really? Yes. And Washington's actually third at 57.7. That is... I'm going to read that again. Pass attempts... Per sack, Oregon two hundred and ninety six. Yikes! Bo Nix can throw two hundred and ninety six passes before he gets sacked. Mm-hmm. Georgia Southern one hundred and forty. Washington fifty eight. Hmm. Those are the top three in the country. Well, and Washington's got a couple studs that can get after the quarterback. And well, that's that was going to be my question. My question is, how is Washington going to disrupt Bo Nix so that he doesn't pick apart that pass defense? That's the million-dollar question because yeah. Oregon's offensive line has been so good.
5: Well, and you know whether you're talking about Martin or whether you're talking about Trice, you got two guys there with with six six and a half sacks apiece. Washington does a good job of getting after the quarterback. This is not. Um, I'm not saying that this is a misleading stat with with Oregon because their offensive line is really really good. But in general, college football, it's really hard to rush the quarterback. It just is. The ball comes out so quickly, and it's so predicated on RPOs and the run game. It's just really hard to get pressure. And Oregon right now, the way they're running the ball, it's almost impossible to pin your ears back and get after Bo. They do a great job of staying out of third and longs. So if you're, if you're playing Oregon and it's third and three, you can't pin your ears back and come. They will kill you with their run game. They'll kill you with their RPO stuff. They'll kill you on the edge. He'll kill you if you break contain. So, uh, uh, yes, the offensive line does a phenomenal job, but Oregon just doesn't put themselves in many situations where they have to pass protect in three and five and seven-step drops. They just don't. So if you're Washington, I don't even necessarily think it's a matter of keeping uh, or or getting pressure on Bo Nix. If I'm Washington, even though I've got two studs that can rush the quarterback, I would play it more like when teams play Patrick Mahomes. I would play some wide technique, and I would rush in my lanes, and I would try to keep Bo in the pocket. To me, first and foremost for Washington, it is slowing down the run. If you can stop Oregon from running the ball on first and second down effectively, get them into some obvious passing situations, and then find out, can the offensive line hold up in big-time situations? And then once you do hold up, I remember UCLA did a pretty good job of this, that even when they got wins one-on-one with their matchups, Bo was able to break contain, and he absolutely kills you. And then the other part about that, if you're Washington, is that once he breaks contain, do you have the ability to come up and tackle him in open space? I mean, this this Oregon offense right now is a nightmare for defenses. Even a defense that can rush the quarterback a little bit in Washington, I think this has to be more about playing assignment football than just saying, hey, we're going to try to get up the field and and we're going to get some pressure on this guy.
4: All right, there's a little early uh, Washington, Oregon talk. We'll have Dan Landing on tomorrow at four. Make sure you tune in for that. And Joey Harrington
5: Friday at five thirty. Think about like when Georgian played Tennessee, uh, what they were able to do. They just said, "Yeah, man. <laughs> we're just going to keep you in the pocket and good luck finding people." The problem with it is, is that Washington has horrible DBs. So <laughs> you might be damned if you do, damned if you don't.
4: Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep pointing this out until we get it, which is going to annoy you. But we'll do that next. Here's uh, Jordan Sports.
2: Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan.
1: Yes, she did. All right, we're running
4: out of time in today's show. So. We've been doing that lately. It's been a lot to get to these last couple days. Yeah, it's a very busy time of the year for us. I mean,
5: you solving gun control. We're breaking down Washington and Oregon. You right. know, we got the homeless thing we're dealing with. There's a lot on our plate. Blazers. Deserves Make making a comeback in Charlotte
4: against the pesky Hornets.
5: <laughs> Without their two best players? I just took them plus 330 on Did the money you? line, by the way.
4: Live money line? Great. Isn't live betting the freaking oh. best? It can be. It can also be a
5: real bite in the ass, but... 72-74 Charlotte. Yeah, in this instance, the
4: Blazers got down. They were up... Well, you know, it's the NBA. They yeah. were up, like, by seven, and then uh, all of a sudden they were down... Like twelve to Charlotte. Come on, Charlotte didn't have anybody.
5: <laughs> now you went, you went on the live so line. So they,
4: yeah, live line at the last break happened to be plus three thirty. So I put uh, twenty five thousand dollars on hey, it.
5: Blazers back in the lead.
4: Uh, yeah, see, they're winning already. <laughs> Not even the fourth quarter. Ah, you're
3: you're safe as kittens. Let's man. go! I threw ten on a uh, ten bucks on a twelve game parlay tonight. So let's go. Yes, fourteen grand, baby. Let's go. An NBA parlay. Yeah, that's right. Hell yeah! I already hit an eleven game this last weekend. So. What? Uh, yeah, I scored thirteen hundred bucks off a ten dollar bet. <laughs> on NFL Sunday it was just just oh, bald luck
5: tasty man. did you do like a teaser
3: uh, no, 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 no. Just straight 11-game parlay, and <laughs> everything had worked out. The last two, obviously the Bucks and Tom Brady coming back with that just very Tom-esque touchdown, uh, led it into Kansas City needing to win, but because they were down at time, Oh, you do like the big money line parlays? Y- yeah, d- yeah, just all money lines, and yeah. then like I think one or two over-unders. Tasty. So I just I ended up cashing out when the Chiefs were still down. Jordan is rich. $1,300.
4: No, <laughs> needs the Oregon lottery, or the the, what do they call it? The dude DraftKings Powerball is... jackpot. Oh. Who needs that when well. you can hit thirteen team parlay? Or
5: someone that's waiting outside for Jordan as he leaves the office today with his fistful of cash.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I keep I keep it on me all the time. What? what?
5: He's small. You can probably yeah. push him over. Although, By the way, you know, don't worry. He's packing heat. The
4: the the question to ask here. He so he he go, he takes a ten dollar bet and turns it into thirteen hundred. Yeah. Will he ever cash that thirteen hundred out of his DraftKings account? Or you
5: just you. Putting it back in, I already did. I well, left. No, it I,
4: stays in there. I'm saying, like, eventually,
5: over oh, time,
3: you'll just give it right back. I, I, so I left. Or will couple, you pull it out? I left a couple hundred in there. Coitus, <laughs> interrupted.
5: Did you tell your? Uh, did you tell your your better half?
3: Oh yeah. No, no, she knows. Oh really? We oh, needed to know that. Hey, we. She doesn't need to know that. We need to talk, man. You don't talk oh. about gambling winnings. <laughs> well, apparently, we need to get together for some beers, and you need to educate me on how this actually works. Between you went Hubby to her. You wifey. went
5: to her and were like, "Hey, we won thirteen hundred dollars."
3: Uh, that is correct. Yes. <laughs> She's like, great, that break job we need is yeah, going pay for itself.
4: Look at that
5: rookie move.
4: Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. you stuff that in a drawer, man.
5: Yeah. You, like you don't club. tell her that you won 1300 You tell her that you won $300. You
3: know, oh. You're like, oh, yeah, we had a nice win. I won 300 bucks. Save the other 1000 for being rebellion. You're Got damn it. right.
5: God. It's called a
4: slush fund, Jordan's man. Jordan's like, these guys are such morons. <laughs> what am I doing here?
3: Uh, I'll tell you something off air that I think you guys will very, very Ooh, much enjoy. I love off air talk. So. And then you'll come back and be like, you know what? Never mind. The <laughs> listeners love that, too. <laughs> when well, we we
4: discuss things off hey, air. Hey, I'm going to tell you something really cool, but it's not going to be on the air.
5: Weren't we going to get to something? And then we were yeah, talking yeah. about how we got busy wanted, and yeah, what the I hell I just want to tell about?
4: you one thing, okay? And I'm going to keep doing this to uh, that will annoy all of you because I will do it every effing week. Okay. I just want to point out once again what the twelve-team playoff would look like if oh. the if the season ended today. Okay, UCLA is the twelve seed and they would play at Tennessee, the five seed. The winner gets TCU. Be a lot of fun. Ole Miss is the eleven. They would play at Oregon, the six. Winner
5: gets Michigan. Dude, sign me up. Put it in my
4: vein. Lane Kiffin coming to town. Okay, then the ten seed is Clemson. They would play at LSU, the seven seed. Winner, Ohio State. Mm. So good. And then you'd have get this one. This is the best one yet. The nine seed is Alabama. They would be at number eight USC, with the winner getting number one Georgia.
5: Let's freaking go. That is what a 12 team playoff would look like. And why we can't do that? Why we can't do that? I have no idea. Well, it's a time thing. It will happen eventually, but there's think, so think about how slow. much. For all the, the bitching and moaning about. You know, the cost of everything. Realize how much money they're leaving on the table by not doing this. A hundred percent. You think someone might want to pay for the, you know, the fact that like Amazon's giving the NFL, what, a billion dollars for one game a week? You think someone might want to kick in a few shekels for uh, for that? Netflix is getting into uh, live streaming sports, you see. Are they? Yeah. They're, what are they getting? They're going to do surfing and... Oh, my God. Surfing, volleyball, and something else. And their idea... Volleyball? Volleyball. So I read a thing today where they're going to get into live streaming, and their thing is, you know, like when they did the F1 documentary, right? Yeah, that was great. And then that became like, it became a thing. So their idea is that if they broadcast obscure sports that don't really cost them anything, because it's on Netflix and the way they'll produce these games, they think they can make these ancillary sports into big deals simply just, by just by being,
4: what like having a reality show around
5: it yeah just like doing promotional programming around it and that it's on netflix and you know like when you go on netflix is like trending guess what's going to be trending their live sports and their their thing is they think mm-hmm. they can get people to watch
3: y'all, all right y'all think this is crazy but that sounds a lot like the very beginnings of espn i mean we're talking uh-huh. australian rules football back in the day just really obscure stuff yeah
5: yeah but at the same time back then there wasn't there wasn't counter programming to it it was the first now you know you you can get there is a sporting event on at any time during the day i i admit it i watch a lot of like rugby and australian rules football late at night what's that on well you just like when you go to like the comcast sports app you can just go to the sports and you can see what's on and i don't know what channels are on i have the sports package but you can just scroll through and I'll watch a New Zealand game from like, or I'll watch a rugby game from New Zealand at is like it live. Yeah, they'll run them live, and it's like in the middle of the night sometimes. But like, you can just do a lot. You watch them because it's on. My point is, there is a sporting event on no matter what time of the day, and so I'm not certain that I would, you know, if I would need to watch surfing because it's on Netflix. But at the same time, if you go to Netflix and you click it on, and Netflix does a great well, job of telling you, yeah, hey, yeah. surfing's important.
4: Or if they just do a cool broadcast, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, watch some, some hots and get
5: volleyball some hots on there running Pants. around. Yeah, it says Netflix is exploring investing Shorts. in sports.
3: Actually, now that I think of it, yeah, two of these three sports you listed, people are half naked. So yeah. I, I kind of am picking up on why Netflix right. is going where right. they're going here.
5: Well, and and if you don't think that they're going to play into it, and why wouldn't they? Who is the Who's the old Stanford uh, basketball coach? The legendary female basketball coach, um, Mike,
4: Mike Montgomery. No
5: God, I hate you both. Oh, <laughs> uh, look it up for me, Jordan. Will you? Stanford coach? Yeah, it's the Stanford women's basketball coach. She's, she's like currently the basketball. She's coach? like one of like the like the legends of the sport.
4: Her name is Tara Vanderveer. Yes.
5: So this to the she, never heard of her. You've never heard of her? No. She's a very. I big, know they're awesome. She's a very big deal in the world of women's basketball. Okay. She was a. Uh, she was taking a double barrel flamethrower to the. Uh, some of the ladies in college sports in the NIL world. There was a, that, that LSU gymnast that is an absolute smoke show, I guess is making 2 million bucks a year off of posting, you know, thirst traps on Instagram. And, you know, she was obviously not, you know, there's a lady that's very much into traditional women's sports and we don't need to be doing this. And was kind of taking shots. And let's just say that the feedback was, uh, she got some blowback on it because the idea was, well, I'm making $2 million as a female gymnast where I can never make any money and I'm not doing anything. I'm just posing in a swimsuit and and I'm making $2 million a year. So you can criticize, like if, if Netflix does this and they lean into it, I'm sure they'll get some blowback. But at the same time, you know, sex sells. You know, there's nothing wrong if you're a female athlete with promoting your sexuality. Guys do it. I do it all the time. They just don't get the same sort of flack for it. You you think Tom Brady is in there doing shirtless Stetson ads? And and anyone's being like, well, Tom's really hurting his legacy. So absolutely Mm -hmm. lean into it.
4: Somebody says uh, on the text line, Netflix launches limited clothing sports with off-color commentary. (laughs) It will win the world over. (laughs) I tend to agree. Hey, look, I've said it for many years. I think that traditional sports broadcasts need a total facelift and part of that is the announcers they're really boring they're really lame um not say they're not good at their jobs it's just boring yeah you know like the way the manning cast does things and uh you mentioned drive to survive now that is
5: how you make sports interesting so if, if you if you did that like if you, let's say you just take surfing that was the, the surfing or, or beach volleyball whatever and you're getting ready to launch that if you're Netflix, and you do a docu-series like they did with the Drive to Survive, and you did that for the three months leading up to the launch well, of that, you're going to get some traction on that.
4: Yeah, you will. I still don't. I never watch F1, but I watched Drive, Drive to Survive. I know all the, the teams and the racers.
5: And but the, it hasn't translated over to you nah, watching I, I it? I never watched the actual sport. But what sport. if it was on Netflix? Well, I think, You don't have to find it. When you go on Netflix, it's like, hey, drive to survive. Oh, and here's the race. What I think
4: you're saying, or what I'm at least picturing in my head is, um, it's sort of a melding of the tube. Yeah. The, the reality show is also interesting while they're broadcasting the live event. Yes. And that... I'm I'm open to it. I I think there is a market for that. It's it's all going to be a matter of how well they do it, how interesting it is. You you can make anything interesting. It's just you have to you have to have some bright minds behind it, and um, you know, hopefully Netflix does. Yeah, I give it a shot.
5: I think the idea of taking a professional sport and making a reality show built around it, with access into locker rooms and and really doing almost a live hard knocks. Well, I get those guys do work out a lot. It'd be kind of fun. Um, I think doing something like Hmm. that. If you want to talk about kind of the next evolution in in programming, because the NFL or Major League Baseball is not going to let you do that, but Major League Baseball mics up players during games now on some of these and managers, and so just take that a step further because for sports, you know, volleyball or tennis or you know, you know surfing or whatever that's trying to gain a foothold you will get unprecedented access to those because they'll be happy that someone's investing in the sport all right gotta run it is uh 553 on the fan
2: prime time with isaac and souk on 1080 the fan
4: okay now we're really out of time but um i've got a one little last sports thing to throw in here just to throw a little bone at you here before
5: we go to the club yeah and i have a non-sports thing too
4: well can i wait for the club
5: no. I mean, that's what no. the club is. I'm gonna do it right now so you can't get to your last sports thing. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I guess. All right. Calling for the ball here. Well tennis mm, news. Schultz is in there talking about him and his wife going to strip clubs. I mean pff, I'm but appalled. I, but I guess if we want to talk sports. Appalling.
4: I'm um, disgusted. Did you see the did you happen to catch the video of the Novak Djokovic? Drink,
5: yeah. Like his, was that like his his crew, or whatever?
4: And they were yeah. putting something in a water bottle. Okay, so joke the Joker, was playing a tennis match. I don't know where. Who cares? <laughs> they were sitting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So his crew, because you know in tennis they do that. They have their their entourage yeah. sits there and they cheer on. They cheer them on, and, yeah, and they hand
5: them like a towel when needed, or you know whatever. <laughs> so
4: his crew, there's three dudes sitting there. They're obviously with him, and. One of them leans. Over, he has a backpack, and he leans over and he starts to make pour Like it looks like he maybe he pours a powder yeah. into a, a cup, and he's mixing some things. He's
5: got a big water bottle there that he's drinking out of. That, that he's you know like the big thirty-two ounce tall skinny like Avion water bottles, and they're adding some sort of powder yeah. to the water bottle and then shaking it. up.
4: And the guy to his right sees someone filming it, or maybe it's just a camera in the tennis
0: stadium.
4: Yeah. And they're they're filming him, and he said he he said, hey, "Dude, look, you, yeah. you can't." They're yeah. filming, and so then the guy to his left then turns his back and shields shields the guy making the drink. Yeah, it's been viewed like fifteen million times already yeah. on social media. And so then the guy, so he finishes making the drink in that water bottle thing, and he hands it to the, the little ball girl, and yeah. the ball girl takes it over to Novak Djokovic. Yeah, what the hell was
5: going on there? Uh, you need to know that. His wife has done some extensive digging into this, and she says that there is nothing dodgy about what happened. The Joker's wife? Yes.
4: That's what I'm supposed to...
5: And I quote, I don't see anything dodgy, so, I mean, case closed. Oh, okay. She says, I see people trying to be private about their business in a world where everyone feels like they have a right to point a camera at you whenever they want. Apparently, wanting trying to be private makes you dodgy nowadays. This is classic... Like, this is what we do now. You are doing something dodgy. (laughs) This is the Kyrie Irving stuff. Like, how dare you talk about the one thing I tweet about that's inflammatory. You can't be like, what world are we living in where every time you do something that's dodgy, people say it's dodgy. If you are mixing a drink and handing it to a professional tennis player and you clearly don't want someone filming it, that's the definition of dodgy. Wouldn't it be a lot easier just to say, yeah, it was some pre-workout or, you know, it was an electrolyte powder I mean, I make a, I make a, a little drink like that every morning before I leave my house. So the fact that you didn't just say, "Oh, it was just like it was a vitamin powder or whatever," the fact that you're getting all, "How dare you question what's going in our water bottle? How dare you say that it's dodgy?" Only makes the rest of us think that you're doing something dodgy. Stop the steal. <laughs> oh, stop the count. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a
4: weird, it's weird, and I don't know if there's anything nefarious. She may be right about that. Because it's, I don't know, it's just a drink. Maybe it's, maybe it's just his... Because uh, he said before that he has a magic potion.
5: Yeah, well, he's he's a... So, an alter- and he
4: just doesn't want people to know yeah. what it is.
5: He's an alternative medicine guy like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. He's done his research. He's talked to Joe Rogan.
4: Yeah, anti-vaxxer too.
5: Yeah. But I'm sure there's guys like that. Like, I, I was around a bunch of professional athletes that... Like, Bill Romanowski, well, he did a lot of stuff. But, like, he had, like, a... I'd swear it was like the size of a of a computer bag and it was all just pills. Dude, that dude spent like half a million bucks a year on pills and potions and roids too, but like he was one of those guys, and there's a lot of athletes that are like that that have their own way of doing things. I think it's interesting that they're clearly butthurt that someone was filming them taking his quote magic potion. Yeah, and why not just pre make it? Yeah, it seems why a little... did you have to mix it right there? Mm-hmm. Just give it to him. Yeah, he was he was feeling a little run down. He needed a little he needed a little pick me up. What if it was just a big pile of blow? <laughs> it could be amazing. Well, who was it? Uh, who was the running back? Uh, Maurice Clarett used to have his own water bottle at Denver at the Broncos camp, and he filled it with uh, Grey Goose. Did he? Yeah. Remember that when he, when he got uh he was
4: he admitted he was an alcoholic right? Yeah, when
5: he had the fall from grace, he would he would tell people he's like, "I go get my goose on." And he would go find his special water bottle. <laughs> Great Goose. I know. Of all the of yeah. all the beverages Look, you do not be critical here, but <laughs> yeah, we don't have a problem with the drinking at practice, but yeah, Grey Goose. goose.
4: Can we choose a whiskey or something?
5: <laughs> Straight <Street laughs> so, vodka. Well, you at the Stratosphere in Vegas or something Awful. getting bottle service with the Grey Goose? <laughs> Come on, man. Like I I don't know what yeah, I I'd I'd, there's believe probably that, nothing to it, but it's just weird. It was a very odd video. And it made it even weirder when his wife got all defensive about it. Because it just seems like something that would be the easiest thing in the way to, to explain away. I don't understand why people in the public eye make... They take situations... They make them worse And they make themselves. them worse. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like even if Happens you're just all the time, because even if you did have a shady thing going on and I want to. Well, they get
4: tested, right? Those guys yeah, get
5: tested yeah, all get the tested. time. So he's not going to pass a test if yeah. they're handing him stuff right on the court. But even if you were doing something shady, wouldn't the easiest way to hide is just have it in plain sight and just say, like, if I'm taking pills, like I reach into my bag and I take a bunch of pills and someone's like, hey, man, the pill rattle. Are you, yeah. You taking a bunch of pills. Which which one is the better way to handle it? yeah I've got a, like a problem with my back, and so this is uh, something that my doctor gave me. or you know it's a bunch of vitamins, seasonal depression, so it's like some vitamin A, vitamin D makes me feel a little better during the the winter time. or don't worry about what's in my bag. Why do you think I'm doing something dodgy? Why in today's day and age? why can't I just take pills out of my bag? and now I'm irrationally angry. What the hell? Which one of those is a better way to handle it? And yet, I swear Mm. to God. I like the latter. Athletes and celebrities always choose the latter. Yeah, it's weird. It's just
4: not that hard. All right, we got to run. The club is next. Uh, What percentage of Gen Zers are dealing with a mental health condition? And we have the highest paid dead celebrities coming up (laughs) on The Fan.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.